the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. We have been uh, kind of focusing on a few things in the last couple of weeks. One is if Christians would just act like Christians, the world would be a much better place. If, you know, I, I, I love the bumper sticker that says, Lord, save me from your followers. Um, I, the problem is not with Jesus. The problem is with a lot of people who say they're following Jesus, but they're not. And statistics prove this out. There is no difference between somebody who doesn't go to church, doesn't believe in God uh, when it comes to marriages, alcoholism, drug use, um, any of this stuff. That should tell us something, that we're attending church instead of tending a church. Uh, and we brought in Nathan, uh, how do you say how do you say your last name? William. William. Uh, and Ron Stoddart. Uh, Ron is uh, with Save Adoptions, and Nathan is the CEO of Adoption.com. Uh, and first, tell, tell me a little bit about Adoptions.com before you tell me w- w- why you're here. Sure. So Adoption.com is the connection engine for adoption. So if a family wants to adopt, they can put a profile online, and a woman who's pregnant and considering adoption can go and choose a family. Or we have profile or photo listings of children waiting to be adopted and families can go look through thousands of photos of children and, and choose a child to adopt. Or if an adoptee and a birth parent 20 years after the adoption want to find each other, they can put their information in and, and we help facilitate a connection. So we connect people related to adoption. I have to tell you, I'm an adoptive father and there is nothing better in my life than... Uh, that choice choice to adopt my children are everything and you know we were afraid you know is are we gonna feel the same yeah it's exactly the same and it is a marvelous thing if I, I tell you if my wife if I could just if I could dye my hair so I didn't look like I look because <laughs> my wife I'll say we should adopt again and she'll look at me and she'll like, look at you <laughs> like we're going to adopt again. Uh, so anyway, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a no, healthy it's, relationship. No, it's, going uh, on yeah, it's, a little, it's a little harsh. Anyway, um, here's the, here's the problem. Adoptions overseas adoptions by Americans have gone down now 80%. And uh, places like Romania have tried to pick up the slack before and it didn't work. First, before we get to why this number is down, why aren't people in other countries like Romania? Why doesn't adoption work like it does here? Do you know? Well, it does. I mean, there are people in Romania, but there are not as many people adopting uh, in Romania because it is not culturally as acceptable as it is in the United States. Isn't that weird? When we first started doing adoptions from Russia, very few Russian families would even consider adopting an orphan because they looked at them as children of alcoholics and uh, socially inferior. But after Americans started adopting children from Russia, and the Russians looked and said, maybe we're missing something here. Hmm. Now, the number of domestic adoptions in Russia is much, much higher. Hmm. Uh, so we have an opportunity to show uh, by example. Is it, do you think that's a Christian thing? Is that a Christian trait that came from us or just something unique in us? Brazil is the same way, a very Christian country, but they don't adopt their own wow. children very much. It's the same, same issue. It's, it's a cultural issue. They're, they're not used to going to an orphanage and finding a child and adopting a child. Huh. As you said, 
Christians ought to be doing it. So is it right. a Christian thing? Right. It should be. Okay, so now 80% a drop in foreign adoptions. That's massive. And I warn you, the next few minutes are going to be, become excruciatingly painful to hear. It's because of somebody in the former administration that was was ahead was the head of adoptions here help setting the laws here and then she well, still is yeah she's the chief of the adoption division which is in the u.s state department uh and she's a civil service appointment uh which uh is a problem in and of itself because she doesn't seem real high on adoptions she's anti-adoption how could she have the job <laughs> that's right of being in charge of adoptions and being anti-adoption why would we ever appoint someone to be our chief of adoptions in the united states who is anti-adoption and when was she appointed in 2014 she was moved from the justice department to the uh state department any idea what the motivation was to put somebody anti-adoption in there what why was that done don't speculate if you know yeah i think that uh, uh the attitude at that time the hague convention had been implemented in the united states and the focus of the government on any activity is to regulate and control so she was moved into that position because she had experience in adoptions years earlier, even though she had a proven record of being uh, opposed to the Hague Convention and the regulations. All right. So she put in regulations. They did not go into effect because Trump came in and he reversed them. Is that right? Well, Trump came in and said, died. Uh, we're going to require that you have uh, eliminate two regulations for every new regulation you impose. Right, okay. So the regulations already existed, but she proposed new regulations in September harder. of 2016 that would further give them control over the adoption industry. Oh, my gosh. All right. So what has to happen to get Donald Trump to, I assume he's open to this, uh, what, what do we have to do to get him to kick uh, i assume kick her out reverse these what move her to a more appropriate position that would use her skills uh in a more positive way <laughs> that's a great way to say yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very nice way put to say someone that. in that uh <laughs> is pro-adoption if you're going to be a, in charge of, of the u.s adoption program thought. wow Okay, so what do we what do what do you have people do? So we believe Donald Trump would would be very supportive of this if this just got on his list of priorities. If this this became something that he focused on. So we've created a White House petition. We started promoting it yesterday. Had about twenty five hundred signatures this morning. The White House promises that if it reaches a hundred thousand signatures, that they will respond. The petition was actually created on petitions.whitehouse.gov. Uh, if your listeners wanted to uh, to find that petition, they could go to adoption.com and right at the top, there's a bright yellow bar with a link to it. Click on that link uh, and sign the petition. Sign the petition. Okay, so he'll look at it if we have a hundred thousand signatures and take it seriously of 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 correcting this. Yeah. How how long will it take to reverse an eighty percent decline? It'll take years, but uh, of course, it has to start with a person being put in that position that wants to increase adoption. So we have a problem in America 
where we have uh, a need for foster parents. And it's a lot easier to adopt a, you know, a little child than it is to adopt a 12-year-old. If it takes years to fix this, the problems in the other countries of foster parents, because I got to believe, I mean, our foster, our foster system is not, uh, you know, a pleasure. I can't imagine what it's like in some countries. Not good. Well, most countries don't have foster systems. It's a system of orphanages. And you look at the outcomes of those children, you look at as, as many as 50% of the girls that age out of those orphanages are, end up in prostitution. And you look at the homelessness at 60% or higher, and you look at the suicide rate of 10%, just ridiculously poor outcomes for the children that age out of those orphanages. Uh, you've been talking about this 80% uh, decline in foreign adoptions. How much of that has to do with the Russian sanctions that we've heard so much about? Very little. Very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia closed in uh, the end of 2011, and the decline has uh, continued. So, uh, yeah, there was a, a time when China uh, put a pause on adoptions that uh, caused some of the decline. The China's uh, one-child policy was changed. That caused a little bit of it. But there are so many countries that are not even engaged in adoption because the U.S. puts restrictions on them. If they do not have a, an administrative system for tracking documentation when a child is born out in the boondocks, then we suspect that there may be fraud with the documentation. So a country like Nepal... With children available for adoption, the U.S. will not allow adoptions from Nepal because we don't trust their documentation. And the key question about Russia isn't whether Russia closed its doors or not. The question is, what has the State Department done to help open those doors? What support have we provided to these countries to help them implement robust and ethical adoption programs? And that's the piece that's missing. We need a State Department that is innovating and and helping uh, create the type of adoption system they want instead of trying to regulate everybody out of existence. So I want to I want to take a quick break, but then I have to come back and ask ask you this question. Um, uh, I know there are people that uh, you know will come across this interview and they'll say, "Well, why don't we start in our own country?" Um, there's some problems here with adoption in our own country, uh, and some things that we can take care of, and some things that you know we all should be aware of there's there is a need in our own country and let's talk about that and that concern when we come back again you go to adoption.com adoption.com look for the uh, banner up at the top and sign the white house petition to get this obama appointee removed from the state department or at least in this position where she's overseeing adoptions she's anti-adoption do that now adoption.com Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.